1: Better than that, man. Who's back in the game? Shane Ray. And look at what he just did. Sam Touchdown, Missouri.
0: This is the Mazad Cab. Howdy, Tiger fans. Welcome to the Mazzotcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. With me, as always, is Alex Smith, personal masseuse, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? Not joining us today is Brian Goers, who, no joke, after spending a week in Peru, is now in the Dominican Republic, who... My understanding is that he's visited some sort of witch doctor shaman to try to somehow uh, cure himself of his various ailments that he acquired while in the uh, south of the equator.
2: Yeah, yeah. uh, He's reaching at this point.
0: Well, Western medicine can't help him. (laughs) No, we've seen that. So uh, Happy New Year, Colin. It's been a long time since we've been together at the old Mazadcast One Studios. Mm -hmm. Uh, 100 feet yeah. below furrow field in our bunker yep and so uh it's been an exciting year uh, Donald Trump's going to be president Obama's <laughs> already taken all our guns yep yeah lots of things are happening sure so uh you know the Tigers football season is obviously over uh but uh, that hasn't stopped news from happening the college football championship is looming large in front of us soon uh the NFL combine announcements is, or our invitations were announced and uh, we spent our afternoon watching football of a different sort, didn't we, Colin? Yes,
2: yes. It's, uh... For those that know me best know that I only love one thing more than I love the Mizzou Tigers. Your your wife and children? No, uh,
0: the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, you know, Colin, you've tried to talk about the Chiefs uh, in the middle of this Mizzou football podcast a number <laughs> of times, and I've tried to cut that out as much as possible, but after... The first playoff win in 22 years. I think it's time we gave the Chiefs their due, and it, also them being clearly soon the only NFL team in the state of Missouri. Let's talk a little Chiefs football.
2: Yeah, I can't, I, I can't believe we're actually doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, the uh, floor is yours, asshole. I was 13 years old mm-hmm. when Joe Montana was won a playoff game in Houston mm-hmm. against the Oilers. That's how long ago it's been since the Chiefs won a playoff game, and they, they did it today. They won 30-0. to zero. It wasn't. It was a no doubter. I, as a Chiefs fan, um, I of course never felt comfortable, even mm-hmm. at twenty seven to zero, because uh, our last playoff <laughs> trip uh, against uh, Indianapolis, uh, we were dominating that game and ended up losing in Chiefs fashion. But not today. Yeah, not, not today.
0: Thirty to nothing. It was an outright slaughter of the uh, the Houston the Texans. But there was one downer, big downer for the Chiefs. Uh, Mizzou's own Jeremy Macklin. Went down, which people are suspecting might be a torn ACL.
2: Yeah, and that hurts because uh, when defenses are forced to cover Jeremy Macklin and uh, Travis Kelsey,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: that that kind of spreads the defense a little bit. But they'll be able to bracket Kelsey now because mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to see Macklin healthy for the next game. They're talking about it being a sprain, but he's going to get an MCL or MRI. Uh, and i would suspect that he's got something tore up in there
0: yeah it did not look good he was in tears on the sidelines yeah. after he was pulled off jj watt was hurt as well for um houston mm-hmm, which uh, helped the, the Chiefs, uh started throwing the ball a lot more once he was out of the game I was, uh, when you know when he, when he went down he 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 was pulled out for a uh couple plays and he came back in he's and, been battling a strain to groin right yeah he was tugging at his he's, groin more than his yeah. jersey chasers do yeah
2: he was he strained his groin pounding the uh, female population of uh, houston texas over yeah. the course of the season and it right. finally caught up with him it's a large metro area and it yeah. takes a lot out of your groin yeah, but when he went down i thought oh good macklin's gonna fucking tear it up now mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah on the exact same play macklin yeah. is also also hurt yeah so my, my biggest concern for this game honestly Brendan brings us back to mizzou mm-hmm. because the offensive line for the chiefs has been better but it's been a bit of a patchwork right and one of the the things that um has been a strength for Mizzou has been Mitch Morris, their center. And,
1: Incorrect. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Incorrect. <laughs> um, anyway, the, uh, he, uh, was out with a concussion and, uh, I was really concerned with that cause he is a good center a good NFL center. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the chiefs had moved over Zach Fulton, who is a sixth round pick at a Tennessee was a guard and, uh, was playing center. So that was, you know, going up against a defensive line that includes JJ Watt and, uh, several others, including Vince Wolfork that concerned me, but, uh, his, he was not necessarily missed, but uh, it did concern me because he's been really good. Another Mizzou Tiger uh, taking it out and chopping it up in the yeah, NFL. The offensive
0: line uh, looked quite strong, and I assume next week that Morse will be back after
2: concussion protocols are over with? I would hope so. It's the second – really, my, my biggest concern with him is it's his second concussion of this season, and there's only so many of those you take before it starts to end your career at a very early early stage. So that's that's unsettling. But, yeah, he's – um. He's he's really doing well, and um, we really could have used him. I'll tell you one thing: that uh, the difference between the Chiefs' offensive line and the Mizzou offensive line is they started out very, very similar. The, the Chiefs started out one and five, and that was a result of a big part of that was their offensive line was just abysmal, mm-hmm. much like the Mizzou Tigers. The difference being is that as the season went on, the Chiefs' offensive line got better, right? You know, and. Um, you know, obviously Mizzou's did not no, at all. they no. just continued to regress. And uh, I think I was reading that Barry Odom has filled every coaching position at uh, Mizzou now, mm-hmm. except for offensive line coach. Yeah, you have to
0: wonder if he's got somebody pegged and he's waiting. You know, I don't know what he's waiting for. It is obviously going to be a clear point of contention for next season. We've got to improve that line if we're going to have any offensive. Josh Hypeold, our new offensive coordinator, is going to have any chance of – Improving the squad from an offensive standpoint, the line is where it's going to start.
2: Yeah, and I mean, as much shit as we give Josh Henson um, throwing to the flat constantly and draw plays and whatnot, it those play that play calling as bad as it was was a direct result of how bad our offensive line was. Who's, who's Josh Henson? He is the former offensive coordinator oh, for the. Uh, that's right. I'd forgotten all about him. Yeah, Josh. Josh Henson. He for those that don't remember, he was our offensive play caller for the Missouri Tigers. The football is that's the one? Yeah, now I remember.
0: Yeah, so, you know, three Mizzou, former Mizzou players on that Chiefs squad. we got Jeremy Macklin, as we mentioned, Mitch Morse, and, of course, uh, Chase Daniel, who looked like a pro bowler, handing that ball off in the last couple minutes. He really does. Game, yeah. he, he does it as well as anybody in the NFL. In a victory formation, he knows how to do it. He does know how to do it. Yeah. He knows how to win football games. So uh, I guess the question is, do they play Denver or uh, New England next week?
2: If uh, If Denver... Um oh let's see. If the Bengals win, Bengals. If the Bengals win today against the Steelers, then we will play, I believe, Denver. Mm-hmm. And if the Steelers win, then we will play New England. Okay. Did I say that right? I, who only knows. We can always edit it out. It is a podcast. Yeah, but uh either way, they've got a they've got a tall order uh whoever they play next, but I'm fairly confident. I mean, New England has been not the New England we know. Their offensive lines in shambles. Their yeah, injury injury bug has bitten them. Tom Brady has not look like Tom Brady, and who could look like Tom Brady when you're constantly being smashed into the turf? New, uh, you know, Denver. We we should have beat Denver at home, um, right? We completely shit down both legs. And- you know there's no reason to expect that the chiefs couldn't win that game. I think the biggest problem I saw in this game at times and could really affect them against Denver and New England is they didn't have the pass rush. I mean, despite the fact that they had a lot of sacks and some pressure on the quarterback, you know, the the pass rush was not coming from the defensive ends Justin Houston or Tom Bahali, both battling injuries. And they did not look like themselves. And while they played well, they were not game-breaking uh players and you could see that the injuries had slowed them down houston, the interior off the interior defensive line is really where the, the rush came from houston
0: uh sat out a couple of plays it looked like he might have re-aggravated his knee injury early on but then he played the rest of the game so hopefully well i'll you know, have I, another week to to get healthy and
2: i'd say jeremy macklin's injury best case scenario is a justin houston type injury where it is a knee sprain a hyperextension and not requiring surgery the downside of that is it took Justin Houston five weeks six weeks to get back on the field so even if Jeremy Macklin doesn't have a tear and just a hyperextension you know he's you're not going to see him in the playoffs so
0: your predictions for next week if we play Denver or New England are they any different
2: um not really I mean the, the Chiefs obviously I think probably have an opportunity to score more points against New England Uh, because their defense isn't isn't quite as stout as Denver's. But both Denver and New England have uh, pretty stout defenses. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it will be – but, you know, Andy Reid's a a really good play caller, a really good schemer. I mean, they can – I mean, Jeremy Macklin missing is the biggest wild card in this. and Can they find Kelsey? Uh, Can Albert Wilson catch enough balls? I mean – like I said, it just it spreads the defense when you have more when you have playmakers, and when you take one of those their biggest playmakers off the field, that's that that makes it that much easier for a defense to defend you. Neither one of their offenses right now is scary, I would think. You know, as far as the Chiefs' defense is concerned, but uh, I don't know. It's the NFL even more so than college football. I feel like it's just such a fucking crapshoot. You know what I mean? When a Vanderbilt goes up against an Alabama, you pretty well can. You, I mean, there's just no chance that Vanderbilt's going to win, but, right? It the, the the any given Sunday bullshit cliche it truly is applicable in the NFL. I mean, people who are in the basement constantly jump up and get beat good teams. It happens all the time, and so um, you never know. One
0: thing uh, that gave me a little ray of hope after Macklin went down is the uh, rookie out of Georgia, Conley, caught a touchdown pass on that drive that continued, I think it was a 94-yard drive.
2: So uh, he looks like a strong kid, although he is young, and I think he had one touchdown in the regular season. Well, he's one of these kids that's an athletic freak and is supposedly like one of these wonder-like all-stars. He's supposed to be a brainiac. He missed because of a kind of nagging injuries during the preseason missed a huge part of the preseason and everybody has kind of attributed that to a slow start for a rookie receiver especially in Andy Reid's offense which is a west coast offense which is supposedly very complicated uh, but hopefully he's coming around the big knock on him was if he's that phenomenal an athlete and that smart why didn't he just light it up at Georgia but you know Georgia is not a let it fly football team so it's just like Don Terry Poe who's the nose tackle for the Chiefs who is a Pro Bowl caliber player came out of Memphis and didn't really dominate college football. That was a big knock on him, and he's done nothing but go to Pro Bowl since he was drafted. So, yeah, I've
0: always been amazed at the talent and and the success in college and how it
2: sometimes does and sometimes does not translate at the NFL level. I tell you, somebody we could talk about uh, at the NFL level who is absolutely tearing it up is uh, Golden Marcus has, Golden. Yeah, he has been a absolute house on fire, and you know, knocked as a tweener coming out. And a high motor guy, but they didn't see that you know those uh, huge athleticism or whatever that they're yeah. looking for in an NFL football player. He, uh, I think, he went in the second round to Phoenix. But you know, I think a lot of Mizzou fans expected him to be a first round pick mm-hmm. just based on his college play, and that, that's not what NFL scouts saw him as. And then he just goes to the NFL and just tears it up. as a candidate, I think I saw was a candidate for you know defensive rookie of the year. Uh made the All Rookie Team. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been. Yeah, the knock on him in the
0: uh, before the draft was, I think, just wingspan, things like that, just out of his control. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, and Shane Ray hasn't had a bad rookie season, but Marcus Goldens has been better.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Colin, uh, regardless of what happens, if the, char- or the Chiefs continue to march toward the Super Bowl or not, uh, one thing we can say for sure for the first time in 22 years is that the Chiefs have won a playoff game. Yes, they have. Does it feel better getting your chance to talk about that?
2: It does. I, I, it's cathartic.
0: Yeah, well, it, this is theoretically a Mizzou football, Mizzou sports show. So we could talk about Mizzou basketball. So let's not. <laughs> let's talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> So, Colin and I both saw the Star Wars movie over the holiday break. I fully
2: expect half of our listeners to shut off their iPods at this point.
0: Yeah, well, as well they should, but uh, it's January. The uh, the Tigers are, are sitting on their thumbs right now as uh, Alabama and Clemson are going to go playing the championship. And we're stoked for this movie, and so uh, we're going to give a little movie review, I thought. And uh, if, if you haven't seen the movie and intend to, I think this might be spoiler-ridden, so uh, feel free to... Uh, to fast forward to minute
1: 2137.
0: And we will uh, pick right back up, and you won't be uh, missing any of the spoilers. Sure. So, uh, Colin, your thoughts on the first real Star Wars movie since the 1980s? Liked it the first
2: time I saw it, loved it the second time I saw it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I. I and I'm sure a big part of that is my uh, own n- childhood nostalgia for Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars nerd, yeah, through and through. I mean, Brendan loves Star Wars, but I am a Star Wars nerd. Yeah, I'm the I'm the guy who takes the uh, online Are You a Star Wars Fan survey, and they pepper you with questions, obscure obscure questions, <laughs> and I get them all right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So. Everybody knows
0: how many parsecs the Millennium Falcon finished the Kessel Run in. Less than 12 parts. I Less know. than 12. Yeah, but uh, but there are a lot of factors that you would get that I wouldn't for sure. Yeah. Um, so I went, and uh, this was the movie that I've been waiting for since those uh, horrible, horrible prequels came out yeah, in the, the 90s.
2: Kim uh, Anderson-level awful. <laughs> um, or Indeed. the
0: prequels. Yeah, so um, I'd just been waiting to get that Star Wars boner and uh, hadn't been able to do it until, uh, until these came out. And, uh, you know... Th- I mean, by no means was it an absolute perfect movie. No,
2: absolutely not. But it had all the components that a geek like yourself or me was looking for. Well, and Brendan, I think the the biggest knock on it from people is is that it's a kind of a rehash of the uh, the original. A new hope, mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. But
1: I think yeah, a lot of a lot of people
2: on. say, "Give me the same thing, but make it different." Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's what this movie was. It was the same thing, but made it a little different. And uh, and the same things, yeah. There were, I mean,
0: it was. Some new star comes from some desert planet. Mm-hmm. Gets picked up to
2: battle all the yeah, new... Yeah, with a map new... inside of a droid, and everybody's <laughs> after a droid. And yeah, yeah, Well, absolutely. There's some rehabs going on. A
0: Death Star-like device that they had to uh, take care of at the end. You know? Well, and I,
2: I'll tell you what, I have to admit that... Uh, Daddy issues. The huge misogynist in me... Yes. When I saw that the one of the the main like protagonists in this movie was going to be a female uh, in all the trailers... I was skeptical, mm-hmm. but that girl was awesome. Yeah, she was really, really good, and I enjoyed every bit of it. And I do not didn't mind it at all. And I had to eat my misogynistic words. Well, temporarily, I'm temporarily. sure they'll be right back out. Yeah, sure. I mean, for this movie, don't yeah. get me wrong. Women are inferior to men in most every way, yeah, except in the case of this movie. Right. <laughs> but uh, seeing Han Solo again, the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Um, oh. God, I just.
0: Han Solo was a big part in this movie, and Mm -hmm. there was a lot of speculation. There was tons of speculation going into the movie about what it was going to be about, about the old characters versus the new and what their roles would be. Obviously, Luke Skywalker uh, wasn't in the poster,
2: and people were talking about that. And Of course, he doesn't show up until the very end of the film. I think one of the things we talked about, Brennan, was there were several – the one – if I had any complaint about this movie is that the pace was almost too quick at times. They didn't let – there are certain moments in the movie I wish they'd let breathe a little bit, like in the trailer when he's talking about the Jedi, the dark side, the light side. It's all true. Like mm-hmm. in the in the trailer, it almost was like a more profound climactic scene yeah. than it was in the movie because it just boom, 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 boom right through it. It was gone, and then you mentioned the last scene where where the character Ray is trying to give her lightsaber back to Luke Luke's- Skywalker. That scene lasts about seventeen beats too long. I mean, it's just like it's a, the epic staring contest. <laughs> yes, if, if Luke Skywalker
0: is so great and so smart, take the fucking lightsaber and don't just stare at her like a dope um <laughs> but, yeah this was a jj abrams film and so it J. was jj go- abrams joint for <laughs> abrams joint so it was going to be action-packed and uh you know seeing the old ships but uh having the maneuverability and doing all the things that uh, modern day technology could allow them to do mm. it was fantastic and you know
1: good X- character. fighters
0: and everything yeah you good know, the, character the development new,
2: the, you know the, the ray the finn um, finn the black stormtrooper yeah yeah and the. Uh, what was Poe? And I mean, they really created some some new compelling characters and, uh, you know, peppered in the old ones. One-syllable names so that uh, even the stupid
0: Star Wars fans could remember them and spell them. The
2: biggest spoiler, obviously, being as Han Solo is uh, eviscerated in his guts. <laughs> by his own By his son. own son. Yeah. But uh, I didn't know it was going to happen at his own son's hands. But I, I had a sneaking suspicion, like I said, being the Star Wars geek that I am. I knew that an uh, Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. and a Return of the Jedi – Harrison Ford had tried to convince George Lucas to kill him off, mm-hmm. and so I assumed that the only reason, or the only way, they got Harrison Ford to sign on for this movie was if J.J. Abrams agreed to kill him. <laughs>
0: they also backed up a Brink's truck
2: to his house and emptied. Yeah, cash I can't out. remember what I, I saw the numbers on that. He, they, they literally it was tens of millions of dollars they paid Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. and like uh, the Ray and John Boyega, or when I made like six hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, that was their. Their paycheck. Now, they'll all make a bunch of points in the back end. This film is going to make all of them wealthy beyond measure. Mm-hmm. But uh, Famous before player. it ever started, You know, uh, Harrison Ford uh, has enough money now to buy a small. He basically has the uh, more money than the GOP of most small countries just mm-hmm. from starring the, in this movie. <laughs> the GDP or the GOP? Whatever, Incorrect. I'm, I'm not a smart man, Brennan. No, no, you're I'm not. not a smart man.
0: Well, yeah. So, uh, anyway, it was fantastic, and there's more to come, and I'm I'm sure that Disney is going to
2: fuck out the franchise. <laughs> I got so for, excited that they for every nickel. Like, I, I there's just going to be a new movie every year, and there's going to be video games and toys, and they're just going to fuck it out. They're going to pump it like an oil derrick, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm all for it.
0: Uh, another another thing that happened is uh, Chewbacca went down with an MCL in yeah. the in the film and I think he'll he's supposed to be out 10 to 12 weeks. Well, I
2: tell you one of the one of the things that upset me, you know, as a Star Wars fan kind of before it came out going to the message boards and kind of the rumor mills, it was confirmed that there was a hardcore sex scene mm. with Chewbacca. And hmm. Princess Leia, right? And, I mean, just gratuitous. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm heard it was very gratuitous. I mean, just full on penetration. A lot of that horrible angle that people hate, where it's just the nuts slapping. I've never understood that angle. That, that back angle that everybody nobody knows why why porno directors use it. A double asshole there. angle, I call it. <laughs> <like. laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So apparently, Chewbacca and Princess Leia had some sort of, uh, and it was a lot of that, and uh-huh. it was cut out. J.J. was because it, the movie was fourteen
0: like, minutes long. I heard. Well. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and the movie itself is two hours and yeah. sixteen minutes, and so something you know, some stuff had to hit the cutting room floor. That's that was part of it. I was disappointed in that, but the, well,
0: when you said when I, when I you said not imagine,
2: like, I mean, I just the jizz and the matted fur. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> and you're not even
0: talking about Chewbacca. I mean, Carrie Fisher at this <laughs> yeah. age, is a lot of matted she is fur Unkempt, down
2: there. <laughs> unkempt. <laughs> that's
1: right.
0: that's right. I, I mean, there's a, there is a part of me that wanted to see that, regardless of the angle. Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, Finn went down. He's listed his day to day as well. Yep, um, at the end yep. of the film, so. But you know, I'm excited to see uh, what the next one brings in a couple years, and you know, maybe we'll circle back to that Chewbacca thing because yeah. Han is out of the picture.
2: Well, you know, it's a new director. It won't be J.J. Abrams. So who knows? Maybe he's. Uh, he'll take a little artistic license and just go for it. Sure, I'm hoping it. That <laughs>
0: <laughs> It'll be one of those POV angles.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: There you go. All you'll see
2: is the pause Yeah, I'm kind of into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, if they could yeah. get a redhead worked into the uh, into the the uh, cast somehow, that would really help. I think <laughs> that'd be yeah, that'd up be, I, 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 my, my alley.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'd like to see three PO to watch somehow. I kinda, you know, <laughs> yeah. call me weird. Maybe almost like a play by play by three PO. It seems to be part of what he does in the movies. Yeah, absolutely. R2D2 could also get that little robot <laughs> arm oh. out and. <laughs> Yeah, get help out. Yeah, so JJ uh, so Abrams, whoever's on the a little next Droid, project, double pin, <laughs> double penny. So uh, you know whoever's on the next Star Wars project, take notes and uh, you know improve what you're working on. Just punch it up a little bit. So uh, after after discussing our dear love of Star Wars, I feel like we we have to discuss mizzou basketball simply because mm. we're theoretically mm. a mizzou yeah sports it's like show
2: we're gonna go we're gonna talk about the prequels now basically
0: yeah <laughs> yeah this uh the last couple seasons of mizzou basketball have been the george lucas prequels to the star wars series they have been abysmal um kim anderson is the jar jar banks of mizzou basketball at this point <sighs> uh, so uh the last game we played we're, we're probably playing auburn right now um uh, but but i've got to be honest i have not Bothered to look at the score or look, look it up on television. The last game I watched was the Georgia game at Georgia, the first SEC game. One of the lesser opponents in conference, in a conference that's not known for its basketball. Well, one of our uh, contributing us.
2: editors at uh, com, Brian Binkley, wrote an article about the Mizzou basketball team. I advise everyone to go look at it uh, and made a terrific point that basically, if you've heard of their mascot, they're going to drum us.
0: That's right. Yeah, and it was a fine point. A lot of other uh uh sports guys said D1 teams we haven't beaten, but I think. Expand that further to teams that you know their mascot. Yeah. And uh, absolutely, it was on point.
2: Well, from what little we've talked about Mizzou basketball, I've, I've said this before, I'm a broken record. You know, my problem with Kim Anderson is that when you've got a shit team, that's mm-hmm. fine. I understand. The cupboard's bare.
0: Right. But we know what he came in with. He defense. Left the you know,
2: bare. defense, you know, scrambling for loose ball. I mean, playing hard, playing defense just takes guts. And their, their defense is porous. I mean, I don't see them putting in effort where only effort is required you right. know what i mean i yeah we don't have any game-breaking talent on the uh on the floor obviously but they don't play defense they don't rebound they don't do the little things that are just effort and basically things that are in my opinion coach driven right you know what i mean and even when um mike anderson came in you know what i mean he has he has 40 minutes of hell or whatever the hell they would call it and that's what it was, because he didn't have much to work with either. But he had this style of play, and he had these players bought into it. And they were not a great team, but mm-hmm. they gave you – he wrung everything out of those kids that they, they had to give. And they won a lot of games because of it. Mm-hmm. And it was a gimmick, and it didn't take them far early on because of that. But Kim Anderson just seems lost, you know, and he seems to have no answers. And and everybody says three years, Brendan. Everybody says you got to give somebody three years, but at some point – you made the point to me. You mentioned that in two years, he had, if he doesn't win at least double digits mm-hmm. in two years, do you really give, need to give him a third?
0: Yeah, that, I mean that's a point I took from Bill Connelly's uh, Rock'em Nation article where he mentioned. You know, then you know there were two two schools of thought when Cam Anderson was hired. Obviously, he came in with little fanfare. Yeah. Um, you know, Frank Haith came in with little fanfare, and Mike Alden said, "I can do better and mm-hmm. make the Mizzou fans <laughs> less enthused," and he hired Cam Anderson. But there were people who were enthused because he was Mizzou, true son kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And and I wanted him to do well because if he did do well, what a great story that would be, you know, to bring a guy back. He had success at the lower mm-hmm. levels, and then he comes up to his old school alma mater, and he, and he
2: takes him to success. I, but, I hated the hire right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. I, my The only optimism I had, I thought, coaching is something that you can do it or you can't, and he won a D2 championship. So it's like obviously he knows how to coach. I mean, you know, obviously that's a huge jump from being a – at cmsu to mizzou but Mm -hmm. you know you figure the guy knows something i mean he won in college and it wasn't division one but he 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 won it all and but i i hated the hire i thought it was cheap i thought it was you know we talked about with barry odom he got the job and it's a some people say well it's it's hiring somebody in-house and that always makes people nervous and true son and blah 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 but the fact is is barry odom was wanted by other people and if he wasn't coach at mizzou he'd be coaching somewhere else not Kim Anderson. Nobody wanted Kim Anderson. He was on nobody's radar. And the only Division I school on the planet that would have hired Kim Anderson is Mizzou. And they did. And they, it, to me, it just smacks of what Mizzou basketball has been under Alden. And that is cheap. Fucking mm-hmm. cheap. Everybody, they hire some rum-dum who costs them pennies on the dollar. It's so frustrating. And for all the good Mike, Mike Alden did this program by hiring Gary Pinkle, he has just been an botched back alley abortion when it comes to hiring basketball coaches. I don't think you can defend
0: that it, uh, Alden on that. I mean, it, it has been absolute abysmal since he's been here. I, I wanted to say, you know, I wasn't like overly ecstatic about the Anderson hire, but I was like cautiously optimistic. And I said at that time, you can't just turn coaches over every year because you got to build a recruiting base. you got to build some rapport. You know, you got to be able to build your program. And that takes three years. And so I was going to say, and in fact, I said at the end of last year, we had a terrible year. We won nine games. Awful. I said, you know, this could be good for Anderson in a way because it would—it's such a low bar Mm -hmm. to shoot up from. You know, if we won 14 games this year, it would be a massive improvement. Yeah. yeah. And um, but it—it highly looks like we could win nine games again. You know, at this point, I mean, you look at the schedule, you don't see a lot of wins there based on how we've played so far. And if he can't muster ten win seasons
2: twice in a row, you know, if you have to seriously consider. If the, pundits, over. if the pundits are to be believed, Georgia was probably one of the weakest SEC say, p- yeah. opponents they're going to face. Yeah, and we tonight, absolutely Auburn. drummed us, mm-hmm. and um, right out of the gate, that's
0: another thing. We we get down by ten early, mm-hmm. like right out of the gate. We 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 can't shoot. We let opponents. They start hot. We act like we've never, haven't, we haven't practiced in a week, mm-hmm.
2: and you can't win. And if you're not a talented team, which we're not, you can't come back from that. Well, and I, I've I've yet to see anybody make a compelling argument where this team has improved. And right. now, you, you know, you got the rock M nations of the world in rock M nation. I love rock M nation. They're a great source of information. You know, I hope that everybody discovers them who's Lawn power Mizzou because they <laughs> offer exactly the same thing for free, but um, they are wholly positive on well, most all things. But even they've started to take a turn on Kim Anderson in and this program. And to me, me and you being emotional and reactionary it's kind of our thing Mm -hmm. but uh, it's not their thing but even they're starting to come around yeah and and
0: uh you know the narrative from the local media when Mizzou started this season was that not a perfect team by any means, but the but the rapport amongst the players was better. They weren't infighting. Take that shit
2: to the yeah, Ugh.
0: and and so they're like, this looks like a team that's that's going to be better. And every time we've had an opportunity to show that we were improving, we
2: shit the bed. And and we're- teams do not got to love one another to win f- or basketball games. They do not. And it, certainly, it doesn't hurt. But I don't. I mean, listen. I I hate to m- even bring up the goddamn Jayhawks on this show, but Bill Self Fuck Kansas. always fields a team of all-stars. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes they are vying for playing time against one another because Bill Self will sit all-stars in, until they get their shit together kind of thing. And it's it's kind of widely known that a lot of times their locker room is a little bit divided for big portions of the season while this is all kind of gets hashed out. Fuck it. They don't have to get along great. They just got to be able to play basketball and accept coaching, and this team doesn't do it.
0: Well, I think it's it's just turned out to be wishful thinking in, you know, it it was the only positive one could take from what went from last year to this year. It is a young team, but but the level of defeats that we're seeing and the lack of improvement we're seeing, it goes beyond just being young. It just is it's a it's a clusterfuck from
2: the word go. Yeah, they are not talented. And and Anderson. Anderson Ryan Rosberg starts. Yeah, I, mean, I that, don't know. That's, you, that's, that's what I was going to say. I mean, any team that has Ryan Rosberg even seen the floor is is not a good team. Right. But, uh, like I said, w- there's no positives, none. I mean, I mean there'd be great one small positive you could point to. But, you know, I watch the games, I watch Twitter, I, I read the articles, I, you know, and nobody can point to me a positive. And I love Joe Wool Jasper because he just, he always hits it on the head with his little tweets and his articles. And it, it's just ugly. Yeah. yeah, and it's just. Ryan Rosberg would be great on his senior Show Me Games
0: team, I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm sure, Ryan Rosberg, you just look at him, he's soft, and he's got, I'm sure he's got that, like, well, gelatinous Britain, sweat that's Britain, just like, Britain. you know, it doesn't really drip, <laughs> it just hangs to his body. Britain, I uh, mean, defenders probably are just disgusting. In
2: his, in his defense, he is soft, but his, his body parts have been stitched together. Right. You know, I mean, you can see the bolts in his neck, mm-hmm. he's obviously a creation, and, and he was a—he's a first try by Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> you know, yeah. hopefully his next attempt will be better. Mm-hmm. But Ryan Rosberg is, is uh, you know, having those boots—you know, those boots on with the huge soles. You yeah, know? and they're you know they're bolted to his feet. I mean, they can't be good for playing basketball in. Well, his tremendous fear of fire, <laughs> and they have this big special <laughs> effects before the game. You know, yeah, the pyrotechnics. I mean, they can really take him out of his game almost immediately. All the time, fire! So. <laughs> So, uh, yeah,
0: that, that's not going to help anybody. But uh, So we're playing Auburn tonight. This would be one of our few chances to get a conference win. It is at home, so uh, three to
2: 4,000 people are going to venture out in the snow to go see a miserable oh, game. And I wonder what the – we need to turn on the TV just to look at the crowd because this team doesn't draw a crowd if it were 73 and, and breezy outside. This is the women- – it is fucking miserable outside right now. It is snowing and it is cold and – I can't imagine anybody's there. Well, no, the women's team has been
0: outdrawing the men's team as yes, they know, should. They were thirteen and one. They uh, they got beat up by tennessee at a, a hey, big home game but i want to make a
2: shout out to the guy who keeps tweeting at us that we should talk more about women's basketball and softball mm-hmm. and wrestling here you go buddy we are mentioning the girls basketball team it exists <laughs> and they are winning and we're talking about it yeah i also want to mention it's a mizzou football podcast mm-hmm. so we're not going to get around to wrestling anytime soon so just don't don't hold your breath we are happy that mizzou wrestling is
0: successful and we wish them well and and for the dozens and dozens of wrestling fans who are excited about it I am very happy for you. Absolutely. I don't know the first thing about wrestling other than...
2: <laughs> it seems mildly homoerotic. Yeah. One of the starting positions is doggy style. I, don't, I know that's not the term they use, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> any, any sport where you can give your opponent herpes <laughs> yeah, is, no not, is not one that I'm like totally down for. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, the women's team's doing well. They're outdrawing the men, and why wouldn't they be? Um, but that is—it's a bad sign for your basketball team. Yeah, whenever Twitter is
2: just a just a every game is just a giant billboard of fire. Kim Anderson now, yeah, and I can't—I mean, and I—I know that the people who make these decisions in the athletic department and the curators and stuff are, are slower to pull the trigger than fans, but I can't believe that that sentiment is not starting to permeate within the building as well. Well, and he's not a Mac Rhodes hire, and Mac Rhodes is here, and he's ready to make a splash. Yeah, Mac and- Rhodes, he's he. Retained the baseball coach, but he, had, he was in a position right away where he had to make a decision about the baseball coach. He's now had to hire uh, in his first year a head football coach and very possibly now could be hiring a head basketball coach I yeah. mean, if Kim Anderson's fired, and I expect him to be, honestly. I mean, that's crazy. I yeah, mean, he, Mac he'll Rhodes put, has not enjoyed much of a honeymoon period <laughs> as our
0: AD. No, he's going to put his stamp on this program early, and uh, time will tell what, uh, what happens. But
2: Take a little bit of SEC money that's pouring in now and buy a goddamn basketball coach. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like I, Auburn's coach, you know who it is, Brennan. It's Pearl Bruce Pearl, mm-hmm. and who 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 whose you know, the shine was off him because he got in trouble with some recruiting stuff at like Tennessee or whatever. But He's they not not setting the world on fire at Auburn. No, right but now. you know what I mean. He's he was wholly accepted as a pretty good coach, but it, he wasn't even on Mizzou's radar, and that's what I mean. It's just like because yeah. he would have cost money. Yeah, and he had a little dirt on him on his name, and everybody knows that Mizzou loves doesn't love that. I mean, they had their. They had their issues with Quinn Schneider and then with Haith. I mean, it, I think Quinn Schneider irreparably damaged our basketball team from the standpoint of it scared Mizzou's athletic department so badly against hiring anybody with a tarnish. Yeah. And you've got to hire people with a little tarnish once in a while. I mean, mm. John Calipari is certainly not a clean <laughs> basketball coach, but you cannot argue with results. So, you know, but, and Rick Machino bangs
0: Italian restaurant waitresses on the table of the restaurant and then pays for their abortions. and, <laughs> no. and uh, But he keeps winning.
2: Well, and, you know, it's uh, it, it points to when we hired a football coach. You had broken the, the – well, I guess it was a story, but you had heard from a very reliable source, a person in the room on the hiring, that basically uh, Mike Leach was not going to be an option for Missouri, and the reason what, given was too much baggage. Right. And it's like I, I wasn't – I'm not endorsing a Mike Leach hire, but – I don't like the fact that they immediately dismiss him because of the baggage. Do You know what I mean? It's like, can he coach football? I mean, that's the first question you're going to ask yourself. Not, and then, yeah, he's got some shit in his past. Yeah, I get it. But at some point, I because mean, if, he's if, he's, if he part. hasn't murdered hookers, you know, if he's he's never done anything, like truly broken the law, like I wouldn't have endorsed hiring a Patino <laughs> yeah. or whatever his name is. Who's at Louisville? Yeah, uh, Patino, Rick Patino. Patino. Yeah, he's, you know, riding around on his motorcycle, you know, and with, with no, no. Coach, or, <laughs> no. Rick Patino is a basketball coach. No, who I know. Bangs Italian. <laughs> the, I'm talking about the football. Patrino. Patrino. Thank you.
1: Incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs>
2: incorrect. The name again. Uh, but, you know what I mean? Say more names. Yeah. <laughs> the. Uh, but I wouldn't have endorsed hiring him because he was a complete shitbag. Mm-hmm. But
0: I don't know. I, I'm i just happy to know where your ethical compass, the line is, and it's murdering
2: hookers. Yeah. I mean as long as you haven't committed murder, if you can win football games maybe or basketball games for that matter, I'm on board. Sure. I'm on board. I just – my opinion with all these – when when coaches get to this level, my opinion is they've all got skeletons. Some of them have been caught. Some of them haven't, and that's right. the only difference. Some of them are better at keeping their nose clean. Uh, in the press, you know, some of them don't, you know, get in motorcycle wrecks, basically. But um, you know, even Gary Pinkle, you know, oh yeah, he had his DWI. You know, these guys are these guys are just like you and me, and they have got appetites and they have moments of uh, of weakness. Well, the success is a big big difference between them and us, I'd say. Yeah, well, but I mean, and but that's what I want the athletic department to judge is like, do they have success? Mm-hmm. Is it, are, Have they had made some mistakes? Sure. But can they win?
0: Yeah.
2: You know, cause I guess, you know what? Kim Anderson's clean as a whistle. Yeah. But look where that's got us.
0: <laughs> yeah. Kim well, Anderson, come out to yeah. Missouri. Arena. You know what? It come makes Arena, watch I think maybe, I
2: think maybe I know why Ryan Rossberg plays so much. What's that? Well, I mean, Kim Anderson may have, I think his origins may be the same. I mean, I feel like I there may be a couple. I was in a laboratory calling.
0: <laughs> I am a born and raised Missouri If player. you got a
2: close-up of his neck, I want to know if maybe he's just had the financial security to remove a couple of bolts. You know what I mean? But there may be some scarring there.
0: <laughs> Come and watch us play all this weekend. I'm, you can tell I'm very fired up for a game yeah. to play Missouri basketball.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Thanks, um, <laughs> Kim. that was spot on. By the way, flawless. <laughs> did I would think, Commander. Yeah, here? I mean, he's not. He's listen, in the arena guys game. at home, because obviously you're not. You can't see us. That Kim Anderson is not here. Mm-hmm. Kim Anderson is not here. Sorry,
0: I didn't mean to throw anybody off. The yeah,
2: floor. it could confuse people.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I did. I did tweet. Uh, I wonder how many people are going to go to the game after this Georgia debacle. But um, and there will be a few diehards, and you know, a lot of um, players' moms attending the game yeah, tonight. No
2: doubt, it'll be completely.
0: Well, as always, Mizzou basketball and the talking about it bums me the fuck out. And so, I think, Colin, we ought to take our first break, come back, and maybe talk a little bit about the NFL Combine, which uh, invitations went out to that um, recently. There are some Tigers invited, and uh, you know, we'd be not we'd be doing a misservice if we didn't uh, discuss the upcoming college football championship game, which is looming large ahead of us. So, until then, this is the cast. <laughs>
2: And now, the show with even fewer fans than the Kansas Jayhawks homecoming game, the Mazad
0: Cast. Well, we're back. And uh, Colin, before we forget, I wanted to mention you know, obviously, this season we started tracking our listenership, and we are able to see even international listeners, where they're coming from. And uh, to our surprise, the listenership has grown steadily. I think to our terror at first that we actually had listeners, and then it's steadily increased. But one of the things I have noticed is that we seem to have one or two listeners in the United Kingdom, in England. Mm-hmm. And I've been tweeting out, I've been trying to find out, who are you, who is our British listener, and uh, why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if if you listen to the show and you live in England, Give us a shout at uh, mazodcast at gmail.com or at, on Twitter at mazodcast. We want to hear from you, mm-hmm. and so anyway, um, I just wanted to throw that out there because I've sure. been meaning to say it for some time and forgotten. But uh, Colin, it's time that we address another thing that uh, we do every time we have a show, but uh, there's been building up for a while. So
1: while I was I heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas: sunshine, sunflowers, and sons of bitches. This is Kansas News.
0: It's time for Kansas News. And, Colin, there's been a lot going on in the world of Kansas, as there often is. Our first story. Kansas is short on prison guards, highway patrol troopers, amid budget woes. Hmm, Budget woes, that seems to be a trend in Kansas. (laughs) It does indeed. So from the Kansas City Star, Topeka um, story says that Kansas needs more corrections officers and at a higher pay scale to keep them from bolting to jobs elsewhere the staffing problem at state prisons is disquieting and potentially dangerous lawmakers say and it's likely to be one of the squeakier wheels in this legislative session that starts this month what to do when there's no grease. Lawmakers don't have any money in the current budget for new spending
2: and a big shortfall is projected for next fiscal year. What gets me is that Governor Brownback just seems to be cutting and cutting and cutting and it never seems to equal any more money for anybody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, and the thing about it is great. Low taxes. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. But uh, states do need roads and they do need cops and they do need firemen. And apparently they need prison staff. Uh, It says the starting salary for Kansas Uniform Correction staff is $28,000 a year. About $10,000 lower than neighboring states Uh, meanwhile kansas is experiencing a growing prison population Uh, shocking news Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and officials estimate that the state will be short hundreds of prison beds for male inmates by 2018 it is a bad problem because there's no money in Kansas to hire people to watch over the uh, derelicts. That mm-hmm. uh, Well, inmates probably outnumber the actual population of the state, which is probably one of the biggest issues. That's a safe assumption, yeah, and it's only growing. So, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, you know, starting pay of about $13 an hour is too low, uh, the legislators said, and often those who get experience in a state system find better paying jobs than other jurisdictions. Imagine if they incarcerated
2: pedophiles. Like other
0: states do. Right. Oh, God. I I didn't even consider the fact that Kansas does not uh, have any law against pedophilia in its state, and that would uh, massively jump the the prison population as the uh, pedophilia population in Kansas is dramatically higher than around the country. So anyway – uh, Bruce said that he will ask the legislature in the coming session for funding for staffing with a $7.50 increase in the state's $10 motor vehicle fee. That fee has not increased in over a dozen years. So, you know, uh, good luck, Kansas. You won't pass it, I'm sure, and your no. state will con- continue to decline into an abyss. Anyway, uh, it's a pool
2: of misery. It,
0: it is indeed. So, sorry, uh, you know, the prisoners will soon take over uh, the prisons in Kansas and eventually take over the uh, leadership in the Topeka State Capitol. One can only assume. Yes. Kansas ranks number six in list of most moved from states. Absolutely. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> People are wise. The only fear I have of this uh, is that people from Kansas will be moving into uh, the, the greener pastures of Missouri, and that will only... Uh, Cause problems for us.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We share
0: a border. We need a Donald Trump esque figure are, to build a wall.
2: Yeah, surely uh, Missouri residents are smart enough not to intermingle their DNA genetics with these Kansas residents. I honestly
0: don't know if Missourians and Kansans' DNA are interchangeable. You know, I don't know. It's sort of like you know when a uh, <laughs> when a when a man tries to fuck a horse in Kansas, <laughs> they don't produce offspring. You know, I I I think if a Missourian and a Kansas tried to breed, it wouldn't, you know, the DNA is too different for it to actually do anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the story says Kansas ranks number six on the list of most most moved from states in 2015, according to the National Movers Study by United Van Lines, the nation's largest household goods mover. In 2015, more residents were moving out of Kansas than into Kansas, with 57% of moves being outbound. The top moved from states were New Jersey, New York, Illinois, Connecticut, Ohio, and then Kansas. So it made the top ten. But it wasn't number one. No, that is a shocker. Well, I think you can attribute a lot of that to there's not that many people in Kansas to begin with.
2: Well, Uh, I know, Brennan, but I feel like... In this is, in this instance, I'm rooting for Kansas. I need them to be number one.
0: Yeah, they got to be number one at something. And uh, just note that uh, Oregon is the state that most people are moving to. It got the number one bracket compared to movers in versus movers out. Uh, the next story: Kansas father fighting for his daughters claims ex wife held children for 18 months. Uh, two Topeka teens are safe after going missing 18 months ago. The two girls were found in Utah when their mother and now their father, here in Kansas, with their mother and now their father in Kansas, wants them back. What are we going to do when they're found? The first thing we're going to do is we're going to love them," said an emotional Brian Wolfertz, Kansas resident. "It's been 18 months of worrying and devastation. While visiting their mother, Michelle Wolfertz, in Utah in the summer of 2014, Danielle, Danielle, and Sydney disappeared for 18 months. I have mixed emotions about this story, Colin. I'm gonna, not going to lie. Um, obviously, the mother stealing the kids away uh, is not a good thing. That's an, ordinarily not something you want to do. But no. to take
2: your children out of Kansas, one could look at that as a labor of love. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like um, to, ha- to raise a child in Kansas, I almost almost will mandate you call child services.
0: Mm-hmm. Walford's claimed uh, his ex-wife hid the girls and cut them off from human communication with the exception of several YouTube clips and videos sent to Dr. Phil. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. I want them to feel that they have a choice, said Michelle Walfords, the mother, uh, telling the Salt Lake City KTSU television station. Michelle is referring to their father moving them to Kansas and accusing Brian. Yeah.
2: What kind of colossal shitbag must the mother be, though, for her not to have custody? I mean, I don't know what you know about the Mm -hmm. court systems, but everything I've ever been told has led me to believe that unless the mother, like, comes to court smoking a crack pipe, the mother almost always gets custody. So that—I mean, while I— while I congratulate her for her stick to and uh, her initiative of getting her kids out of Kansas, I, mix, I wonder if she's a fit mother.
0: <laughs> yeah, it says four years ago the court granted uh, Mr. Walford's full parental rights, so you're right. But uh, one of the things she was complaining about was that the father moved them to Kansas. and well, I mean, Well, that she a, should. Yeah. Th- I mean that is a, that is a fair
2: complaint. Um, yeah, I mean I, it's, it's basically the same. I'm moving the kids to Syria. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like that's... Maybe the safer bet? Yeah, almost at this point,
0: sure. Sure. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know how to feel about this story. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not in favor of someone who doesn't have custody of their children uh, unilaterally making a decision to take them away. But if they're taking them out of Kansas, maybe you've got to have an open mind.
2: Yeah, move them to Syria, I think <laughs> is the is the... What we can take away from this.
0: Uh, Indeed, Syria is the place you got to be if if you're comparing... The only alternative is Kansas. Yes, that's exactly right. So uh, that for now is Kansas News. Oh, there was a story I forgot to mention. uh, I don't have it with me now, but while we were on our holiday break, uh, there's a story that uh, cattle are being mutilated in the state of Kansas. Uh, There's farmers that have had cows Killed and their eyes gouged out and the bodies mutilated yeah, in Kansas.
2: My, the scary question is, is: what? What is gouging the eyes out? I mean, we're talking about Kansas here. That's I was I, before you said they were, you know, given any specifics to the mutilation. I assumed that somebody would try to bore glory holes essentially into the sides of their carcasses or something. Yeah, I
0: mean, here's the thing: If if you're going to have sex with animals in Kansas, Kansas residents, listen to this, <laughs> please. When you're going to have sex with animals, they come already with many, many orifices. Orify. I, I don't know the word. There's there's plenty of ways that you can can molest a cow. Done. Don't go for the eye eye sockets. Oh. No. Well it's it frankly it's a lot of extra work. And I know the Pink Kansas people don't like work. Um
2: <laughs> Look into the pre-existing orifices. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, a, it's just, frankly, it's cruel. Take a little time on Google, mm-hmm. and you look up you know, a cow's anatomy, yeah. figure it all out before you go out there to the field. I invite you to just take a little venture behind the other side of the cow and take a look. <laughs>
0: yeah sure you don't need to start with the eyes no no that's unfortunate so um, yeah that is uh, I'll keep an eye on that story though because I'm sure that's gonna gonna keep happening and it ain't gonna be pretty so um, (laughs) anyway let's you know this this show takes a dangerous turn when there's no football Yeah. Um, <laughs> indeed. Should we turn it back to football? College? Sure.
2: Let's do that. Let's. I think that's safe uh, to do. I think it's
0: a good idea. I will say that uh, as we're recording this, uh, Missouri has a. 10-point lead over Auburn at the half. Uh, is Auburn playing with only four players in the first half? It's is that, possible. Is that, you know, I'm just pulling up them a sp- from a – Give Mizzou a sporting chance. Lousy, yeah, I, you know, I got bad – it was 39-24 at the half. So, anyway right. – um, Offensive explosion. One can only assume that Auburn was only able to bring
2: four players mm-hmm. up to uh, – mm-hmm. Weather Columbia. may be affecting it. The- but good, for, good on the Tigers for uh, the maybe getting a point conference The fun part, Brendan, is going to see how much they can lose by with a 10-point lead at half. Oh yeah,
0: no doubt. This this will set a record. I think it is the first time we've played a D one opponent and not been down by fifteen or twenty points at the half. So uh, you know that's a, that's a minor win. Mm-hmm. Take them where we can get them. Uh, let's turn it to back to football though now. And uh, you know, not a lot of teams can or not a lot of programs can talk about their conference this late in the year. But the SEC and ACC are one of them. So let's do a very abbreviated version of Around the Horn.
1: Jesus. Loves football.
0: Alabama, Alabama, Crimson Tide are in the national championship game uh, after winning the Cotton Bowl and the College Football Playoff, and they will face off against the ACC champion yeah. Clemson Tigers. Yeah, after
2: winning the Cotton Bowl, uh, I should apologize. Paul Finebaum is not here. Uh, he, he literally his circuits fried after mm-hmm. they won the Cotton Bowl. I mean, he just he exploded. I am uh, having to completely rework his cooling system. Try to try to fire him up, would you, uh, Brendan? I, his <laughs> His cooling system, yeah, yeah, it's just not going to work. He's just he, it's too much for him. I, I'm hoping to get him revamped for next season. Yeah, because I assume cool, you know Alabama is going to be right back here next year, and we've got to be able to bring Paul in to talk about SEC teams in the playoffs. But at this point, I've just I my design work has been flawed, and yeah. he cannot handle the stress.
0: I don't think you put the uh, you prepared for the, uh, the overload it was going to take him yeah. to the national championship yeah. yeah it'll be good to have him back because we get that national perspective from the fine bot mm-hmm so anyway, yeah, Alabama's uh, taking on Clemson, and the all, everybody who is uh, out there in the sports world has Alabama favored to win, um, although Clemson's been ranked number one all season long. Well,
2: and you know, Clemson wasn't supposed to be here. I mean, everybody just assumed um, Oklahoma would just roll over them. You know, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess partially that's well, true. I mean, they, what I was listening to, Brennan— Everybody kind of was picking, even though Oklahoma was like was ranked number fourth. Yeah, they were a lot of the pundits saying they were the favorite. They thought I mean, Oklahoma was playing right at the right time. They're a terrific team, and Clemson pretty much just you know had their way. It's hard for me to ever look at the number one ranked team as an underdog, mm-hmm. um,
0: but certainly I think you're right. Oklahoma was the favorite. Clemson beat them handily, and then uh, now they're underdogs against Alabama. But
2: agreed. Alabama's defense is just so stout. I just I feel like there's really no way uh, that Clemson wins this game, but and and I don't I hate to sound like Paul Feinbott.
0: Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but
2: I really feel like this is Alabama's game to lose. Cause Henry uh, is such a devastating running back. Yeah, too. He's I a mean, man. There's he just no way man. to stop
0: a guy like that. And, not just Alabama but you look at I think what the SEC was 8 and 2 in bowl season mm-hmm. unfortunately they had a great year they set some record eight bowl wins I think mm-hmm. for a conference and the big wins there were yeah. 15 20 point wins yeah. uh, generally Florida lost
2: and, and uh, what M lose yeah taking a big steamy dump on Danny Cannell's mm-hmm. chest basically right. by uh, by being so uh, dominant and uh, so if Alabama were
0: able to pull off this championship win eight bowl wins and a national champion all that talk about the SEC in decline over mm-hmm. the last year, I think that's uh, Well, Brenna, I kind of think that's all it that
2: ever was was talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's like it's like in politics where they where people talk about you know taking guns away or whatever the case may be and at the end of the day it's just not true. It just won't happen. And it's the same with Nothing the SEC. Happens. Yeah, I mean the ACCs of the world and the big 10s and all these people can talk about the decline of the SEC and they can talk about uh, them not being this uh the preeminent uh, conference in college football but at the end of the day it is just talk because at the end it just they just keep doing it mm-hmm. and uh, I, that's not homerism because we're in the SEC i mean that's that was true when mizzou was a big 12 team and i would have told you that then you know as much as i love the big 12 and would argue for the big 12 as being a good power 5 conference the words the big 12s every bit as good as the sec never came out of my mouth mm-hmm. And um, it—I can't believe how liberally it comes out of a lot of talking heads' mouth. People that have to be on television. I mean, it, like
0: the two t- conferences that I heard all season long, even before going into the season, were the Pac-12 was going to overtake the SEC. Yeah. Pac-12 was the only, the sc- only conference that the was Pac-12. N- the only conference not invited to the four-team playoff this <sighs> year, and then the Big Ten. Nobody took it on the chin harder than the Big Ten in whole well, season. And I mean, the, my God. The, the, the
2: truth is, is that. People, I don't believe it by either conference, but I could, be, I sure could believe it a bit more about the Big Ten than the Pac-12. I'm mm-hmm. Like to me, the, I mean, I, maybe I'm being too hard on the Pac-12. I'm like, come on, guys, in the in the rankings of Power Five conferences, you're not even in the top three. Oregon was down by their
0: standards. USC imploded after Sarkeesian went Sark after dark on them, and I mean, you, you got UCLA who's on the rise, but. And maybe they'll I, jump back up and get there, but I don't know. I think it's, I just look at the Pac-12 and, and look that they're just not as deep as a, a, an SEC is. And, you know, the the Big Ten—
2: They're wishing we, for it, but that doesn't make it true. You know yeah. I, mean, I feel like they think that if they say it enough, it'll be true, but it just isn't.
0: Yeah, the, the Big Ten, Iowa and Michigan State, who were in the championship game for the Big Ten, they both laid a fat fucking egg in their uh, bowl games. And these yep. are your top two teams. In the conference, you had Ohio State winning in the bowl, but they weren't even in, you know, they sh- shit themselves in the regular season, weren't invited uh, to the conference championship, much less the uh, the playoffs. So uh, at this point, and, and the ACC is always an anomaly, if you mm-hmm. ask me. You, you've got a much weaker conference overall. Yeah. And then they put together a Florida State or a Clemson. Hold on a second, Tom. Looks like we got ourselves a caller. Oh, boy. Who we got on the line?
1: Yeah, this is uh, TJ Moe's wine taster. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs>
0: Worldwide Texas on the line with us. How are you doing um, today? Just
1: wanted to call in and see, I don't know what the status of where you guys were taking it, just seeing how Barry Odom has filled out a pretty good coaching staff and pretty excited about it. Although, I'd like to see who's going to coach the offensive linemen or how they're going to hurt that, those cattlemen. I don't know if you guys talked about <laughs> that
0: at all. We did discuss a little bit about the fact that that was the only coaching position that has not yet been filled by Barry Odom and what a j- big job they have ahead of them. But uh, I don't know. Have you, who have you heard is a likely candidate? Well, I was leaning on you, but you
1: don't have Power Mizzou <laughs> access anymore. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, indeed. I, I didn't know if you guys had any. Any well,
2: sequence? unfortunately, Parmesan uh, yeah. Access isn't going to give you any information until there's a press release. I'm, outside. I'm, I'm losing signal. So
0: okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, TJ's, TJ's
1: wine cellar doesn't have reception like
0: it used to. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to. Uh, you have to smuggle a few bottles out for us. We're losing you. Yep.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you're back. We're oh,
1: Reception here. Sorry, I'm back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I haven't heard of anybody. I, I mean, I'd like to see some veterans. I, I like the the pickup of um, our new safeties. Or sorry, our new cornerbacks coach, so they can have some some veterans out there. Uh, since a lot of the guys are still young, uh, although the the progressiveness of Ross, or sorry, of, of Cross and progressiveness of hypo is something to kind of. Think about since we we're, um, trotting out the same five linemen every, every week, um, didn't work. And, right. uh, that square peg, um, it was, was going to fit some way or another. Um, it was going to fit with negative five yards rushing every, every play. But right. I don't know. I, I. I I I heard a rumor of the the Duke coach at one point Mm -hmm. Um, but we'd probably have to empty the war chest to be able to get him um,
0: well we certainly didn't empty the war chest to get over
1: but I mean he always seems to have really good linemen uh, there and it's not like they're 6 feet 5 and
0: gone yeah <laughs> we're having a little signal trouble with, with text but yeah uh that's one of the things i wanted to mention that we, we were going to get to was the uh, the nfl combine two of the three players from mizzou that were invited to the nfl combine were offensive linemen mm-hmm. strangely enough because strangely enough
2: because our offensive line was so terrible yet they're nfl caliber linemen well i think it was so di- disappointed about our line but wasn't that it's was because we had expectations i mean i, I don't think that um these guys were as bad as they played. It's a, it's a. I think our line play was a huge indictment of A.J. Ricker and not so much of maybe the players as individuals. I just, you know, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, because we talked about the chief center, Mitch Morris, and, uh, you know, he didn't necessarily set the world on fire at Mizzou. He was a solid uh, offensive lineman and ended up getting drafted by the Chiefs pretty early on and played great, you know, so I don't feel like – I mean, we basically mentioned it before. I don't know that college success or lack thereof may necessarily says one way or the other what kind of football player you'll be at the NFL level. I don't know.
0: I just think that when half your offensive line is going to the NFL, you, you have we to should expect- mention
2: that who is.
0: Yeah, so so Evan Bame, our center, and uh, Conor McGovern uh, are, are going to the combine and are likely to be drafted. The thing that I think we all talked about throughout the year was that uh, Connor McGovern was playing out of position mm-hmm. all year long because of our flaws and other yep. spots and, and it obviously wasn't working and, and, but yet Pinkel's staff refused, AJ Ricker refused to try McGovern back in a more natural spot for him. And, you know, hopefully a new administration, a new look and feel to the line, even though now we're going to have young guys who are inexperienced and, and, you know, if they weren't good enough to play to start over the offensive line we had this year, that seems scary. But well, I like, guess, you know, like
2: I said, my my hope is is that that was a result of coaching,
0: yeah. and not a result of talent. I think to some degree, absolutely. It, it it the fact that two of our offensive linemen are going to the NFL Combine is as much of an indictment of AJ Ricker as anything mm-hmm.
2: that happened in the season. Maybe a bad a hire as, as Pinkle made his entire time at Mizzou. I mean, yeah. brought nothing to the table. Was not deserving of the job whatsoever, got the job anyway, uh, failed miserably. I mean, just a bad, bad hire.
0: I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think it, it it was an absolute disaster, and I really think even to this day that if Pink were still coaching, that A.J. Ricker might still be oh, on God, staff I could because he just doesn't fire his guys. and. Uh, I'm I'm so glad that that's something that's not going to be the case this year. Um, one thing we didn't mention, Kentrell Brothers, is uh, is was also invited. And uh, if anybody on going team be Marcus Golden all over again, I think you're he's, right. He's
2: too small for the NFL. That's what, that's what you're going to hear the knock on him. He's not fast enough. He's he's too small, and for his size, he's not going to be fast enough. He's going to be one of these guys that gets drafted in the third or fourth round, and then probably like Golden. Excels Yeah You know what yeah. I mean the, the NFL has a big problem With tweeners But uh, He's gonna play He's gonna play somewhere And uh, You know he's doesn't He not Sean Weatherspoon But mm-hmm. I, I, I expect him to have Weatherspoon Success At the NFL level And Weatherspoon Has been good And uh, Despite injuries And uh, I expect I expect him to be great Honestly uh, Just because He's like Golden In that he's a smart kid Who plays with an Extremely high motor Yeah And And I'm just glad he was noticed
0: because he got uh, fucked over for the Butkus Award. Well, and, but it wasn't and the, even the great thing about
2: the Butkus Award and all that stuff is it's all press people and assholes basically. They don't watch a lot of football. Scouts all they do you is have watch to football. Use so many I do I do, Sam Elliott. The it's not a popularity contest. They don't care where you went to school. I mean you're gonna see guys at the combine from central Michigan or Division Three Grain Valley, mm-hmm. because the scouts don't care where you come from. They care, can you play football? Mm-hmm. And so even though Kentrell brothers may have been overshadowed in the Buckus Award, the NFL scouts say, you know, this kid's performance is, warrants a look. Sure. One thing uh, that happened while
0: we were away on the holidays was that uh, we were dead wrong about something. We had uh, tweeted out that uh, it was our understanding that Matty Malk was going to be transferring from – University of Missouri, but uh, his father stated that he was still uh, on the uh, in the university, and then Barry Odom said he's back on the team. So you know what it means for next year, Colin. At least at the beginning of the season, we're going to have a little bit more of. Yeah, you know what's coming. <laughs> Here it is.
2: Hot lock, mock talk. This is shocking to me. One because it was my source who told me, in and. In I can't tell you who it was because he'd never tell me anything again. Though I don't know if I want him to now, but um, it was a good source. And uh, apparently, he's wrong. Of course, the semester hasn't started yet. I guess there's still a chance we're not mm-hmm. wrong. But either way, I, I can't believe Odin wants him. I can't believe that the program wants him. I, I feel like this kid was a train wreck, and the only thing he can truly bring to this table is the distraction. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we're the fucking Browns, and this is Manziel, and we just keep giving him opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, That's he he's the starter. He fucks up. He's not the starter. Then they let him back on the team. He immediately fucks up again. And uh, now everyone's expectation is he's not going to be a Tiger. And now Odom's saying he's welcome back to the team. And I'm just, what's the upside? Do you, I mean, I can't imagine you have any expectation for this kid to start. Unless it's to put pressure on Locke. To, to, I guess. No, I, don't, I, don't, yeah, I don't get it. I, I, don't I don't see an angle. I don't get it. I mean, I feel like the only thing he brings to the table – there's or negative quarterback controversy. Yeah, quarterback controversy and and an opportunity to to bring more embarrassment to the program. I mean, where's the upside? Yeah, I agree with you. I don't
0: I don't see it either, but uh uh before we head out Colin, we circling back to the championship game. We ought to do picks about okay. what we think's going to happen in this uh SE, or I'm sorry, in national championship game. What are your thoughts? We already talked about Alabama being the favorite.
2: Um, I would say Alabama 34. Mhm. Clemson, 21. Okay, 34-21.
0: So pretty sizable win for Alabama. Yeah, I mean, you talked about how in the NFL. I think Coker's underrated. I mean, everybody talks yeah. about Henry, but Coker gets the job done. Sure. I, I was going to say, you talk about the NFL where in, in any given Sunday a team can win. I think when we're talking about teams at this level, when we're talking about like top five teams in the country, it's a little bit that way too. And uh, But that being said, I think Alabama has been here before. Uh, they played a tougher schedule. They uh, they looked very impressive in their combo win. I I say Alabama twenty seven, Clemson twenty. Okay, so there you have it. Mark it down. When
2: we're right, go um, to Vegas. Put it down. Put your hard earned money down. Whatever you got in your account, put it down.
0: Yeah, definitely empty your children's savings. Alabama and 20. the points. <laughs> Take Alabama and the points. Empty the bank accounts. Definitely ride on what we tell you. Yes. Well, Colin, anything else you want to talk about before we close? No, this but I really out?
2: feel like we've struggled to, to fill a show here, so there's no point in getting. To-
0: <laughs> yeah, anybody thinking about starting their own Mizzou podcast um, about you know volleyball, wrestling, whatever uh, topic of is of interest to you? Um, try doing it in January. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anybody can do a mid-October show. Yeah, I
2: feel like this is our playoffs, and this is where we really show what we're made of. We'll
0: show our metal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anybody can do an October show. That's it's right. a January show yeah. where you knew that's you're right tough. That's right. And we refuse to talk about Mizzou basketball, so it makes it we we even have one hand tied behind but our back.
2: For, for those uh, out there who aren't unabashed nerds,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: we won't be talking about Star Wars. <laughs> Probably ever again, so <laughs> yeah.
0: you're safe. This will be the end of the Star Wars talk. It's out of the system. Yeah. Well, I mean, Don't worry. It's know, good. There's,
2: not, there's only one January show, so, uh-huh. you know.
0: We will continue to bring you shows as well, as best we can. I think February might bring the second annual Mazoscars. Oh, boy. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm very, very excited about it. It's my favorite time of year. <laughs> uh, listeners haven't been. As no, no, But they should be because it's the best of. It's, yeah. it's, it, takes, it distills all the magic from the football season and the Mizzadcast season, and distills it into a one-hour nugget of goodness.
2: Mm, delicious goes mm. down smooth every time.
0: <laughs> so uh, anyway, well, we're going to give you our typical uh, pitches. Shield. Yeah, we're uh, join us on Twitter at Mizzadcast. Email us questions, thoughts. So what you like, what you hate at mizzadcast at gmail.com. And uh, also go on to our website because we've started blogging. And we've got a lot of good articles. We referenced uh, Ryan Binkley's basketball article that went up uh, not too long ago. And uh, we're, we're going to keep that going. We also have a, a listener survey, so you can really give us your thoughts. Uh, tell us how bad we are on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Just go to the website, click the link on any page, and you can see uh, the listener survey. And so, and as always, give us a five-star review on iTunes. I feel
2: like uh, that listener survey that likes to point out that we don't talk about other Mizzou sports is probably going to be upset by the fact that we spent, uh, you know, no less than 10 minutes talking about Star Wars. You can take the survey twice. So
0: you <laughs> go on there and say how much you hate that we talk 20 minutes about Star Wars and zero about wrestling. Uh, we, we will hear you. Yep. Uh, but anyway, go back on iTunes. And give us a five-star review because the reason that's important is we are not the only Mizzou sports show on – iTunes, and uh, we currently are the number one Mizzou yeah, sure. podcast, and so we want to keep ourselves up there. Um, I think the Star Wars talk's going to help that. <laughs> I certainly hope so. But even if you don't like us, give us a five-star
2: review. Absolutely. So Be a buddy. Be a pal.
0: Anyway, with that, Colin, I uh, it's been good talking to you in the year 2016, and uh, hopefully we'll be having a lot more of these. Absolutely. All right, so till then, M I Z Z O U. <laughs>
2: Just the jizz and the matted fur. <laughs>
1: Incorrect.